what do you get when you put a cat, a lizard, and a couple of wood elves on a boat? You get a, a snug barbecue? podcast. <laughs> you get a snug podcast. That is a nasty barbecue. I don't think I want any furry, scaly barbecue. That's a wood elf barbecue. That's disgusting. <laughs> what a way to start the show. Yeah. Uh, so, incredible. That's right. It's a snug podcast. <laughs> We're going to have to put some wheels on this boat to get it down the road. <laughs> See what I did there. There's a rope attached to the front. So, like, we dragged it in here in the first place. It's fine. The wheels on the boat go round and round. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> no, you just take some of those skulls and shove it underneath and we'll roll over it. Over yeah, it'll be fine. Everything uh, will be fine. Skulls under the boat. Didn't that happen in, like, a Pirates movie or something? I'm sure. No, I think that was crabs. But, yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It was the little white stone crab things. Like, That's right. Getting it in was hard. We just need to get it out. Getting it out is easy because there's the ramp that goes down. If you angle it the right way, you can get it to go in that little swampy bit and it'll just end up in the water. That's true. All right. Well, this is a snug podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Tear, uh, be it live or listening after the fact. I am never separate. And you have heard four voices. That is unusual, but it's because we're all here. And we have Sasquatch back with us. What is up, buddy? Hello. I'm back. I'm playing ESO again. <laughs> Fun times. Uh, you should be wary, be, be wary, though, because there is a um, apparently a Dark Brotherhood dagger behind your back. Um, it's okay. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm 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 in the Dark Brotherhood, so. Oh, okay. All right. Well, they yeah. don't, hopefully we, they don't take their own. We know. Well, there was that one time. <laughs> and that is gone crazy back soon. You hear there? We'll just go left or right here, like reading a book. What's up? Uh, the sails on the boat and the top of the snug pot. The sails on the boat go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. By the divine. <laughs> y'all need Stendar. And... No, y'all need Sithis. Read the room. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and that is Gwen the Bard. What's up, my friend? Hello. That is a full crew. This boat might actually have a chance of getting somewhere. We have a full crew. <laughs> Already off the rails. <laughs> and row. Row. Bro, do you all realize what happened tonight? Uh, we started on time. Shh, don't scare it away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey. So, um, that's something. But, um, yeah. Uh, and I think we've all got stuff to talk about this week. I, uh, Heck yeah. I, I, I feel yep. uh, I feel a little out of sorts because usually I'm like, yeah, I haven't really had a chance to play. But I've had a chance to play. So uh, let's jump in. Who wants to go first? Not it. Well, I'll, I'll go. I'll just get it out of the way. Okay. <laughs> I'll just get it out of the way. I got a book. <laughs> uh, let's see. So I actually did stuff this week. I got. We tried planning something, but we failed. Uh, but I ended up running the Undaunted stuff with our PlayStation Lore Seeker friends on Friday. 
and we did and I did did get in my Imperial City prison story uh, so now I am retracting the part that part of my wall of crazy it uh, we're just gonna pretend it never happened because I didn't have all the information now I have all the information so it doesn't matter uh, moving on uh, then um, I've been working on trying to get the infinite archive achievements that's kind of been where I've been hanging out and uh, yeah um, uh, now I'm trying to make three new ESO cosplays instead of one uh, so we're, we're working on that too and uh, this is my second podcast of the day uh, so I want to shout out to thank you to Olivu and Nephis for letting me guest on their ESOU podcast today that was a fun time dang that's awesome that is and cool yeah that's that's what I've been up to this week so did you chill with Nephis you know. uh, it, it was a pretty chill stream. It was fun. We talked uh, a lot about cosplay, a lot about Amsterdam, a lot of it. It was like a little over two hours, so there was a lot in there. Awesome. I don't know about Amsterdam. I'm definitely not making that one. I guess I should say I do know, but uh, I'm I'm hopeful that I might actually be able to, if not beforehand somehow, actually get to come hang out in Baltimore. So. Yeah. You. I hope so. Didn't mean to cut you off there, Gwen. My bad. Oh no, I'm done. Your turn. We'll, we'll just loop back around. We'll start with Nessa and then well, keep going. Well, I'm gonna go last because I have a question to ask at the end of mine. Oh fine. Well, other what else then? <laughs> All right. Uh, I have been doing the event, of course. Um, I've done some white gold tower. Did a couple other random dungeons just cause um drops yay i've been getting some leads which is great um i got some shrine furnishing thing that i need to dig up i can't remember which one it is um but i have to go uh <laughs> go ahead and do that's the uh, i almost said scribing oh my gosh wow not yet. Um, Don't scrying. get ahead of yourself. <laughs> I know, I can't get ahead of myself. Um, scrying. That's going to be confusing. Scrying and scribing. Anyway, um, I also have been inflicted with Periite's Ick this entire week, which is why I currently sound like um, two octaves lower. And yeah, so boo, Periite, down with you. Leave me be, please. Um, and other than that, I finally got to finish and publish our first lore compilation for lore seekers so that is now free into the world and uh yeah it's been a pretty good week i've been having fun playing with um making some graphics and stuff for us and for other things and got some things in the works and yeah that's pretty much it what about you mr sasquatch so, if we have to scry for scribing stuff, <laughs> that's going to be real fun. Um, uh, I guess a little more than just this last week, but um, I've done the Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood quest before, but I went through on my Arcanists and maxed out the skill lines for both of those. As well as, uh, Ledger Is that how you say it? I don't know. 
Either anyway, I'd never max Ledger Man. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is. That thing. I maxed it out for the first time ever. <laughs> Which is amazing. That I'd never done that before. But I did. Um and then um it's been going through the um Ebonheart Pact um zones, doing the story and um just trying to do completing the zones and getting a lot of most of the achievements um but that's pretty much what i've been doing lately um and then doing the event stuff and um and then i started doing actually doing guild quests dailies with companions just to level up those skill lines um haven't done much with companions so, figured, max those out, and then maybe look into some companion builds. So, yep, pretty much it. Sweet. That just leaves the Khajiit. Who's not eating anything? No idea what you're talking about. Uh. uh only the most professional. <laughs> That's right. I would never. Mm-hmm. I would never eat Skittles <laughs> while, while recording. would never be eating Skittles on his <laughs> mic while recording a podcast. Leave it to the Khajiit to need the moon sugar. It's that sweet moon sugar. <laughs> it helps make his voice nice and smooth. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I had it, I had it muted for a moment and then I unmuted. Um, because of the whole ledger main thing, um, and then I didn't I didn't remute, so my bad. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been doing uh, event stuff as well, not a ton. I like one thing for tickets. Uh, I've been going to Rothgar and uh, knocking out a world boss. Um, but I also decided I wanted to try to knock out some um, old questing stuff I haven't gotten to, like uh, Cadwell's Gold. Um, so I have, uh, I was in, it's Daggerfall, right? Betnik, that's the Daggerfall area. Um, yeah. I get confused on all of the stuff. Old Mary I'm more familiar with, but the other two I get, get confused. But anyway, um, so I was in Betnik doing the questing there and just from running around killing like normal mobs in the, during the quest, picked up three leads two of them were gold one purple um and i haven't i haven't done maybe i have done all of those i've had more leads drop since then um i also decided i wanted to get the last two companions that came with necrom i haven't picked those up yet so uh just before we started i finished up uh as xander um got his stuff done and i'll start working on uh the sasqu i mean um sharp quest Man, you guys look alike. Uh, the Sasquatch <laughs> quest. We're, we're cousins. <laughs> you didn't know he's the new companion for Q4. <laughs> yes. That would Sasquatch. be Sasquatch. <laughs> Sasquatch and uh, Skyrim Grandma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, surely. I, mean, I would love to be a companion. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, what would she be? Hmm. Anyway. Um. Let's see. 
was doing was doing the companion quest. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something now. Um, I did do I did do some antiquities. Got you know the ones I picked up from uh, questing. I knocked some of those out. I've gotten a few more since, but. Um, Yeah, so I guess that's uh, that's been a uh, kind of the bulk of it. I mean, without just being super detailed about the quest, and no need for that. But um, in the process of of um, playing through and coming across a treasure chest uh, and unlocking that, uh, I had this thought cross my mind: when you guys are lock picking, you know, it always starts on the middle of the five. Do you guys start your lock picking process with that, or do you move to one side or the other first? I always move to the right. Okay. Mm. Work my way to the left. Because that's how yeah. you do it on a real lock, work from the back. Yeah, I usually I, go right to left, but sometimes I do randomly try that first pin just to see. You're but, all crazy. I just, like, pry it open with my staff. <laughs> She's got the fancy one where she just hits square over and over again until it pops a lock. I very rarely fail. Does it um <sighs> does that break lock picks or anything if you don't do it? Like if you fail Oh if you fail if you fail it breaks a lock pick. Okay. But I have so many lock picks it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, no though once yeah. you once you've played as long as we have those things are so common. You throw them at people. But once you've played for twenty minutes. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Loot seventeen urns, and you've got a stack of yep. like a million. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't bother putting points into that because I don't have trouble with the lock picking part usually. Um, that's why I've never bothered with the having the ability to force the lock. Um, but yeah, I start in the middle. I knock the middle one out, and then move to the right and come back across. Um, Interesting. And I guess in my mind, my, the thought process was, I'm already here, get that one done, save that time. Uh, probably doesn't really amount to any difference, but um, yeah, I, I'm already there, so I just do that and then move over. I was just curious if I was the only one that did it that way, or if um, you guys had a different technique, if y'all went left to right, right to left, you know. I need to start doing the force locks, because... Now that I have the skill line maxed out, I've always, I've never forced locks because I always wanted the XP to the skill line for picking the lock. Because mm. you don't get it if you force it. It's really useful when you're doing the five claw guile. Oh yeah. Oh. That achievement in there. I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. The. Pick, pick all the locks in less than 35 seconds or whatever it is. That's the new, the, life. The new life thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've done that. Could be wrong, but I feel like I've done that. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, that was my gameplay question. I just, that, that thought popped in my head, so I put it in our notes. I was like, I'm going to ask. I'm just, just curious. Hmm. Cool. So that's what I've been up to. Um, yeah, so that's cool. We've all, we've all been up to stuff and had stuff to talk about. Yay, go us. 
<laughs> even if we hadn't been up to anything, though, we still have stuff to talk about. Um, there's been been quite a bit of news since the last time we had a show, right? Because the reveal was this week. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get to that in a, in a bit. It was the 18th. So you know what? Kids have been out of school for uh, a week, so my my days are all kind of thrown off. Um, and I was off work for several days. It's just completely messed me up. Um, yeah, so first thing in our news, there's an ESO Plus free trial. That is uh, now through the 25th. Yeah. So what's today? 21st, right? Yeah, so a couple more days. Um, as always, free trial of um, ESO Plus is a good way to get you hooked on ESO Plus because if you've played with it, it's incredibly difficult to play without it. Unless your name is Lotus. Um, so doesn't he, doesn't Make he... sure things are in your craft bag. Now is a great time to play Tales of Tribute. Decorate your houses. Mm-hmm. There yeah. we... D- dye your costumes. Yep. Dye yeah. your costumes, yes. Yeah, anything that you do while you have the free trial, uh, you don't lose it when the free trial uh, ends. Um, you just can't keep doing it. So like bank space, uh, any of that stuff, you get you know you get double space in your bank and your housing slots. So if you go over the normal amount without ESO Plus, it won't make those items go away. You just won't be able to add anymore. So uh, yeah, so it's a good time to, to go do that stuff. Uh, but as I said, you will realize just how much easier the game is to play as far as uh, just keeping your uh, inventory less, you know, overly stuffed because all the stuff goes in your craft bag. That's the primary reason that I even keep it <laughs> is the uh, craft bag is just so nice to have. Craft bag and bank space. Mm, yeah, that too. Yeah. yeah, the housing space is nice, but... I mean, I would just have less stuff in my house, you know, if that were the case, especially now that we don't need a thousand slots for stations. But, um, yeah, cool. Um, anything else we need to say about that? It's pretty, pretty straightforward stuff there. Um, the only other thing that I would mention is when you have ESO Plus, it gives you full access to all 20 of the DLCs. Yes. So... That's 26 Dungeons, um, Antiquities, Tales of Tribute, all of those additional systems. Um, So if you just want to think of the number, basically, of things that you get access to by having that, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Cool. We've got, uh, we we had the reveal this week, um, and it is, the new chapter is going to be called what now? Gold Road. Gold Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you know why there it's is called Gold one... Road? Okay. I disappeared for a second. Um, <laughs> there's one important thing to say about the the ESO Plus free trial. Is it does not include companions. You still need to purchase a chapter in order to get the companions from that chapter. Ooh. Good pull. Yeah, all the chapter stuff, like antiquities and stuff like that's not included as well right um i actually think it did say hold on yeah no you can do your antiquities and stuff yeah you can do that because it does say that uh yeah and 
includes 26 group dungeons, new systems like Antiquities, Tales of Tribute, and more. Oh. Yeah, you just can't get your companions. You have to buy the chapter. <clears throat> it's kind of like how you can buy Morrowind, but you won't get the, uh... You won't get... The, the like, warden. when you buy the... The, if you have access to the chapter via a DLC or via plus, you don't get like the necromancer or you don't get the warden, right? You have to actually purchase that chapter. Yeah, so it's weird. Like that, mm -hmm. Which is weird, but I guess. Yeah, they make it real confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I would have thought really it would be the same with new systems because they involve skill lines and things too. Yeah. No, they want to they wanna hook you, they want to get their teeth in you. Yep. So, there all right. you go. All right, so Gold Road is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, 27 different ways to buy it. <laughs> uh, that's I might, true. I might be exaggerating, but would somebody like to uh, cover that? Sure. Um... So there's lots of different additions, as always. It can be a little bit confusing, but basically what you need to know is if you already own the game, you can choose a digital upgrade. And if you don't already own the game, or you only own, like, one of the early chapters, then your best bet might actually be to purchase the full, like, whole chapter thing, um, because then it will give you all of the previous stuff. So, um, it's actually pretty easy to do, but uh, it will launch on June 3rd for PC Mac and June 18th for Xbox and PlayStation. So, as part of this, um, it's going to have the Westfield and then Skingrad, and then they will also have Scribing, which is all of the stuff that we'll probably talk about here in just a little bit. But basically, if you purchase the um, Deluxe Edition or just the regular uh, Gold Road, um, edition, you'll get immediate access to the ESO base game and all previous chapters, as well as in-game collectibles. Um, there are pre-purchase rewards. Uh, so if you pre-purchase Gold Road, you immediately get the Welkin Stone Ruins Wolf Mount and the Welkin Stone Ruins Pup Pet. In addition, you also get the following bonus content at launch, which is the Eyebright Raven Pet, the Strid River Fisherfolk costume. You get one diamond anniversary crate, you get some gold road treasure maps, and then you get two experience scrolls that are 100% for one hour. So um, that is all uh, available with pre-purchase. However, the one thing that you do need to know is that Pup Pet, the one that matches the mount that you would get for the pre-purchase, that is only out from now until March 18th. So it will match the new mount that comes with the pre-purchase, but only if you pre-order before March 18th will you get that. In terms of um, the additions, you can select, like I said, either the full online collection, which is Gold Road, or um, you can select the upgrade for Gold Road. So if you have... Uh, if you need to purchase the actual collection, that'll include the Gold Road chapter in June, then it gives you immediate access to the base game and all seven previous chapters. So Necrom, High Isle, Blackwood, Greymore, Elsewhere, Somerset, and Morrowind. If you just need to upgrade, then that just gives you the Gold Road chapter with that digital upgrade when it launches in June. So, um, if you've missed previous chapters, they're suggesting that you do the collection edition just because it will 
pull um, everything for you, basically. Um, if let's see, what else does it have here? Also, play Necron before you play the, the Golden Roads. Yeah, I would definitely play Necrom beforehand. Um, also, if you get the um, basic, that's what the basic collection. So if you also get the deluxe edition, that'll include in-game rewards as well, like the Westwield Theriker mount, the Skingrad Guard Mastiff pet, the Skingrad Vedette armor pack, and then Ulfsild's Tome of Legends Memento. Hold that in your brain for a second, because I'm going to ask if you all know who Ulfsild is. And then the Colovian Emote Pack. So those are extras that you can get with that Deluxe Edition um, as well. Um, even better than that, if you get uh, the Deluxe Edition, what you also receive is all of the um, Collector's Edition rewards from all the previous chapters. But that doesn't include pre-purchase rewards, of course. But, yeah, so, like, say that you had only purchased the base of Somerset. Well, if you purchase the deluxe version of Gold Road, then suddenly you get all the deluxe stuff from Somerset, too. Which is kind of a cool deal. Um, yeah, you can see a complete list of what all the Gold Road editions are and what they actual, actually contain on the website. Um... So I would say take a look at those just to kind of see which ones include what and what you might like to purchase. It seems really confusing at first, but when you actually look at it on the website, it's not it's not too terrible. So, um, yeah, anything else to add? Anybody? Um, no. No, you covered it. But do you know who Ulfsild is? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's uh, Shalador's wife. Yep. What? That's Shalador's wife. Yeah, he she she left him because of his obsession with his island. Yeah, he's literally obsessed with everything, and she's like, "That's it. I'm done. All you care about is your books and your magic." Bye. Legit. It's in a quest. It's in. It's in the. Isn't that in the mage? Is that in the mage's guild? Quest? It's probably in, it's the, in the mage's guild, guild quest. quest line. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, who is like earlier? I had forgotten. I was like, who is Ulfsild when I was reading that? And then I went, wait a minute. And I went back and looked and I was like, yeah, that is who that is. <laughs> so I think that's interesting that she has a specific named, um, like a memento. Tome of Legends. Tome of Legends. Mean? Huh. Yeah. Uh-huh is right. We're going to have to think It means she about... stole one of Shalador's books when she left him in the divorce. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> he got the house and all I got was this book. <laughs> but this book is important to you. I'm taking it. You can yeah, try to right. find it forever and you don't get it. <laughs> Alright. So, yeah. So that's how you purchase Gold Road. Um, the other thing, too, is in case you don't know what the Gold Road is, um, the Gold Road is the area that runs east to west between the Imperial City and Anvil and goes through Skingrad and Kvatch. So, um, it's, it's pretty popular. It's what was, it's some of the area that was featured in Oblivion. Um, and supposedly it goes to Hammerfell as well. Um, but, you know, as far as I know, I don't think we have seen that part of it yet. But, 
Yeah. So that's where the actual gold road is. We'll get more into that probably in just a little bit. But I thought it might be worth noting since we were talking about the name of the chapter. Cool. So before the chapter launches, we have mm -hmm. a dungeon DLC. Right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, that we actually have to schedule to do. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're going to make it happen. The Scions of Ithelia. Did I pronounce that right? Of course I did. I'm a cat. Um, <laughs> full of full of moonshine. Scions? You mean scions? Huh? <laughs> skions. Okay. It's the Skions no. of Ithelia. No. So. No. Yeah, so Ithelia. that's... Okay, you pronounce it then. <laughs> Skions of Italia. <laughs> there wow. we go. <laughs> uh, Please don't pronounce. I meant I meant not you, but okay. <laughs> Discover new adventures and revelations in the Elder Scrolls Online Gold Road chapter and Scions of Athalia Dungeon DLC announced during the reveal. So, who is Athalia? No big deal. She's a statue. NBD. <laughs> she's, she's like this weird angel lady. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> angel lady. She, Got it. she does not match the vibe of everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh. Spoilers. Um, she's the she's a missing Daedric principal that uh, Hermes Mora tried to tried to axe. Right, so th mm -hmm. this is kind of a big deal, right? Because it's the first time that this game has um, added a new Daedric Prince. Mm -hmm. um, be, you know, beforehand they were all pretty well named, and we knew who they were, and you know, knew stuff about them. And um, but now they've gotten the opportunity to create a new one, and that is Athelia, correct? As far as we know. As far yep. as we know, yeah. <laughs> it says, A secret long held by Hermaeus Mora has been uncovered, and the existence of the Forgotten Prince has come to light. Now, Athalia's return puts reality itself at risk. It's going to be arriving March 11 for PC and Mac, and the 26th for consoles. Um, We're going to have a short window. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it continues the story from last year's Necrom chapter. Uh, learn more about the spreading threat via two dungeons featured in this pack then experience a stunning conclusion in the upcoming chapter uh, Elder Scrolls Online Gold, Gold Road which comes June 3rd uh, for PC Mac and June 18th for consoles so we have two new dungeons Oathsworn Pit mm -hmm. and Bedlam Vale mm -hmm. so what do we know about and the artwork dungeons? for both of them is really cool yeah. Um, yeah, that top one there's really cool. Uh, what do we know about these? So one of them is a training ground for followers of Malakath, and a secret vault within the Dem Oblivion demi realm of Maelstrom, which is interesting because that's all like. Rothgar or Sinium related Maelstrom and Malakath 
want to know how the orcs mm. tie into this whole situation. Yeah. I watched uh, I watched something talking about that when they were talking. They brought up this dungeon. They they said the uh, training for those orcs must not have been going too well because they get slaughtered by the invading uh, wood elves. Oh, ouch! <laughs> so it's a training ground, but it's apparently not being very successful. Big yikes. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how they tie that together. Yeah, and a maelstrom dungeon. I'm here for it. Yeah, let's see, let's see what they do. I wonder if they're going to introduce some new mechanics. Be uh, be interesting to see what they do with that. I feel like we're just going to see Fanuit Hen. I'm sorry. What was that? Isn't that the Daedra that's uh, in there? Uh, maybe. I haven't, sure. I haven't spent enough time in there. I don't recall. I still have an active quest for that that I started probably like a year ago. Um, yes, he is. He's the Daedra who appears to be a Bosmer. Yeah, that's what I thought. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, does it say anything about Bedlam Vale? Um, I don't see anything specific. Yeah, I don't see anything specific in this article. Uh, just trying to scroll through it real quick. Yeah, um, it just it just it shows that it's got the normal sort of difficulties with veteran and normal, and then the um, hard mode challenges. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Man, can we stop for a minute to acknowledge two things? First of all. The statuette that they put out in the store is stunningly. Ooh, yeah. Uh, it is as stunningly beautiful as it is expensive. So <laughs> I saw that conversation, um, but I didn't actually go look. How much is that thing? $175. Mm. And then um, if you're like some of our poor uh, friends in. Canada or other places, the shipping is almost as much as the statuette. Um, Peanut looked into having it shipped, and it was a hundred and five bucks or something like that to get it shipped to Canada. Jeez! Wow! <laughs> Ugh. Yikes! That is uh, yikes. That's a lot. How big that's is that painful. thing? Um, that's a great question. I would assume it's probably about the same size as all the other statuettes that we've had. So... You know, you could buy actual fine art for that much money, right, Peanut? Mm -hmm. like... Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild. Um, so I was going to say, acknowledge that, of course. But then also, the artwork for this chapter is, like, all of the stuff that they have um, shown, like that one picture that they have here in the article of overlooking... Um, the Westfield with the river and Skingrad and like the three heroes kind of perched up there on those alien ruins. It's stunning with the, the mirror, like almost like the mirror cracking in the sky. So cool. So, so cool. They've, uh, I also heard it pointed out that the uh, enemies that come from that realm look a lot like Thoat. Mm hmm. Um, so. Indeed. 
wondering if we'll find some tie-ins with that. So. Ooh, we have a really good question. Mr. Duckfist, great seeing you, my friend. Um, he asks, what is the perception of the cost of all the DLC versus the value of the content? Asking is a non-player of this game. Perception So, like, of... do you get your money's worth, I think? Is that basically what you're asking, Duck? Like, what what is the amount of playtime versus the cost and how much you get? I would guess that's what is probably being asked as a non-player. Oh, so yeah, you're getting who's... a lot out of it. Yeah. I mean, like, we're talking hundreds of hours of, of content. Usually a chapter release is anywhere from... What would you say? 25 to 35 hours of play? Are you talking side and that's quests if and you're everything? Eating through it. Now, I, yeah, I'm talking like if you are just like like plowing through, it's probably about 30 hours usually. Um, I, I, I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's if you're doing like side quests and everything too. I think the main quests usually are like 15ish. No. Yeah. Uh, I would say maybe more like 18 or 20. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe some substantial amount of time. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty uh, substantial. Yeah, and I mean, you're talking when... one quest line. I mean, that's essentially just one quest line that takes that long. Right. And you also have to stand back and look at the fact that um, their cadence of release um, for the four quarters has been, it's, it's pretty aggressive. So it's usually, um, just as someone who's a non-player, uh, Q1 is usually two dungeons, uh, then Q2 is... Well, I mean, we have a roadmap I guess we're going to talk about. <laughs> Do you, Should we just talk about it now? <laughs> well... I don't know. Um, I mean, let, let's, we, let's go on that roadmap trip. Let's go. Well, we can we can get that just a second. I, I, I want to address that question a little bit more, though. Um, okay. Because um, if you're a non-player getting into ESO now, um, the... Uh, the addition that gets you current chapter and previous chapters is like 60 bucks, right? Yeah. Which is the cost of a new game. Um, right. Generally, I mean, new games now are like 70 for a lot of them, but um, but 60 is the cost of, of one game, basically, you know, when it comes out. But you're getting several years worth of releases uh, with that. Um and if if you you know we talked about the amount of hours that you can play uh just for one one chapter um and you're getting they say seven is it seven chapters it's eight it it will be okay um plus all of the side content plus if you decide to engage in things like antiquities and uh tales of tribute um you get a lot of systems for the value as well yeah so if you, I mean, you think you can't go to see a movie at a at a newer theater for one person for less than fifteen dollars these days. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you if you go to a movie and get yourself a drink and popcorn for one person, you're probably spending like thirty bucks um, for two hours, maybe three, yeah. depending on the movie. Um, whereas if this is a game or any game, you know, any game you're, you're you know referring to as far as the value of time. Um, you're talking hundreds of hours. I was actually one of the uh, one of my kids was looking at my screen today, where it shows how many hours I've played ESO. It's like seven hundred and 
something <laughs> hours. And I was like, yeah, that's just the PS5 version. I also have a ton more hours on PS4 too, mm-hmm. um, because it counts those separately. <clears throat> now, a lot of that is just I might have the game on and not actually playing, you know. Uh, and then that counts as sitting here doing things like this. Like we're not technically right. playing the game at the moment, but still, that's a lot of time for your money. Yeah. So um, he yeah. says it's a great way of looking at it. Money value per entertainment hour is a wonderful metric. Yeah. I agree. And if you break it down yeah. to that, um, Elder Scrolls Online has a ton of value for for the amount of money that you spend. Like y- you can totally play it without a sub. That's the other nice thing, right? So like if you want to do the money sync and you want to play it with ESO Plus and get the additional stuff, um, then you know. It, it's worth it for a lot of us but if you want to be a person that hops in and out and doesn't sub and just kind of casually quests or does pvp every once in a while or hits up some of those new systems it's definitely still worth it um because purchasing the most recent chapter will backlog you on all the other chapters so it's a gr- it, sometimes as a player who's played continuously it's hard to think about the amount of money that you've sunk into it chapter after chapter mm. <laughs> but also, if you're a new player who's coming in, it's really easy to get into because you basically just pay that one price and you get the backlog of all the other stuff. Like, MMOs are cash cows, right, in a lot of ways. Yeah. So if you're an MMO player, you're kind of just used to that. But it definitely has value for the... the um, like the value that you pay is worth the amount of content that you get. And I, I personally feel that the, the cadence of their releases, even though they've kind of been melding it and changing it over the past, you know, year and a half or so has made a, has made a difference because you do feel like you're getting for the most part, I would say your money's worth. Does it have its moments? Sure. But every game system does every, every MMO does. Um, but for value overall, I think I think ESO is in a pretty good spot. And also, if uh, if you're not too sure about spending uh, the full amount, they run sales all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so if you're not sure about it and you you're kind of hesitant on that price, if you wait about uh, a month, it's usually on sale for like 25% off and within a few months, sometimes less than that. So, I mean, you can, you can jump in and, you know, at a, you catch it on sale. And if you decide you like it from there, you know, then you can kind of keep up with it as stuff comes out. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a ton of options and these ESO free play events, um, they don't give you access to the game for free, right? You still have to have the, Oh no, the base game. There's, there's yeah, base game, the base is, game free. is free. Yeah. Yeah. Base game so is, get the base game game for free. Try it and then buy all the chapters. Yeah, for the free play event. Like it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's perfect time to go try it out and uh, see if it's something that you want to start jumping into. But short answer to the question, uh, content uh, for the money. I think we all pretty well agree. You get a you get a good amount of content for what you pay for. So. I would note though that dungeons, the dungeon packs aren't included. Yeah, so that is the one thing, but yeah. it's still, it's still worth it because even at base game, when you're first leveling and trying the game anyway, you're gonna get all of those base game dungeons. You just won't get the dungeon DLCs, which can be rough to do initially anyway. Yeah, you'd have a hard time getting through some of that stuff early. 
Moki also says, if I have a disc version from a few years ago and get the full collector's version on digital, do I still have access to my current characters? Yes, you do, because they're account bound. Yep, and then you won't need that disc anymore. So. Yep, that's what I did when I got my PlayStation 5. I just upgraded and you get the, the thing because it's just linked to your account. Yep. So there you go. Yep, yep, yep. All right, we wanted to get into the roadmap next, so let's go. <laughs> Take us home, Golden Road. Which article is that? Oh my gosh, no, no, no. Don't butcher that. <laughs> Golden Road. Take That's me home. Region, full of vineyards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Golden Road. Let the dad jokes abound. <laughs> I'm not a singer, <laughs> but this is... Just... This is easy. So let's this is too let's easy. talk, let's yeah. talk roadmap, and then let's go up to that Gold Road Westfield <laughs> article, and talk scribing, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Um, yeah. Who do you want to talk about? Who wants to talk about roadmap? I can. Go for it. Um. So yeah, they didn't have the roadmap in the articles, but I found it because they had posted it in the stream. Um. So, quarter one is the Scions of Ilithia dungeon pack, uh, which we talked about. And then there's also, they said there would be some quality of life improvements. Uh, Chapter two is the chapter drop. We're going to get the Westfield zone and the scribing system. And then also skill styles, uh, which we will talk about more. Um, And then quarter three... It's going to be a new housing-related feature, which I put in the notes. Guild houses? Uh, Please let guild houses. That would be pretty awesome. That would be Um, so rad. Yeah. Um, And then more quality of life improvements and bug fixes. And then in quarter four, we get the two new companions and a new PvP-related feature. Which, I was watching Zynode's video, and he said it is not Cyrodiil-related. So... I, I think it's gonna be, like, a new... Like, a 2v3 or 1v1, like, that yeah. sort of situation. Like, not a battleground, but also a battleground. Either that, or yeah. it's gonna be something wild, like a... Like a... Deathmatch. <laughs> like... A, uh, like everyone, every man for themselves. King of the Hill or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be wild uh, to have that as a separate, yeah. a whole separate thing. Also, yeah. Okay. Just... Infinite Archive, but an arena. Oh my gosh, Ooh, that would be amazing. Paired up more and more with more people. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I didn't move enough. Mm. Hold please. Oh no. <laughs> oh. It's okay. Everyone can still hear me. Hold, please. Oh, sorry, everybody. Wow, I fail. I didn't move my camera enough. I've been pretty good about that as of late, but not now. Yep. Woof. I'm gonna pop up in my snug pod. Nothing to see here. One of the quality of life improvements that they're making is being able to uh, have a podcast mode. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure we're the only people that would use it, though. That's okay. Uh, we're I'm innovators. Still waiting for the, f- I'm still waiting for the feature where they 
put a debuff on you when you don't fully loot a chest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Be like, oh, your next 10 chests drop two to three gold. That's it. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so uh, back no. to uh, oh back to what we were saying about PvP. What I was gonna say is I was mostly right about what we was gonna be announced, except I did get the quarter wrong for PvP. Us uh, so close. Yeah, that seems like that would be a Q3. Yeah, that's kind of but... what I thought too. But I wonder if they're just giving themselves extra extra time, you know. Especially because maybe with the with the the house I was gonna say with the guild housing let's not let's not start that rumor with the um, <laughs> with too late the, with the housing with the housing um, related feature maybe they want to give it some space you know what I'm saying like not try and or two hear me things out at once. housing feature you can deconstruct furniture that's what I'm hoping for <gasps> you that's what I'm hoping for. You, you mean like furniture you've crafted? Oh that's, my god. That's my dream thing, yeah. Craft Can you craftable imagine? furniture be deconstructed. That's my dream thing. That's what I'm hoping for. Wow. Wow. That would be wild. I would never have to gather wood again. <laughs> no more heartwood gathering, right? It's already done. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah, to get Matt's back. Unfortunately, it has Matt's not been announced, but that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I'm kind of curious how they're going to introduce the two new companions outside of the chapter release. Because they've always just been floating around in the zone. Ooh. And you unlock them. Yeah, that is weird that they're not going to be chapter release. I didn't even think about that. Hmm. Which, I get why they're doing that. They're hmm. probably trying to give something for the PvEers when they do the PvP feature. Mm -hmm. So that it's not just a, a solely pvp what quarter what Wait. if they're pvp related that's what i was <gasps> just gonna say what if it's wall of crazy what if they're pvp companions mm. or because people always complain about being by themselves in cyrodiil it says it's not cyrodiil related potentially that's I know, what it's Zyno never going to happen. I agree. It's never going to happen. Yeah. But I am I am full wall of crazy. <laughs> or it just might be it. What if it's just a new PvP zone um, that you have to go into? Uh, even if they're not available in PvP, like regular combat, you still have to go and unlock them in the PvP area. Like they're, like an they're open world. Wall, they did an open world PvP. P zone that's not it's like a daedric realm hmm. it's a pocket a pocket realm that would be interesting that would be an interesting lore thing hmm yeah, <laughs> yeah runescape style some <laughs> peanut said you know that would follow with what my theory is the whole like arena thing because if it's a malakath pocket dimension where you're just constantly mm -hmm. fighting each other that's true. Maybe we're on to something. <laughs> Maybe we're on to something. You get dropped in uh, somebody else's world. What is that? Uh, Sasquatch, you've played Elden Ring, right? Yeah. You uh, you can invade somebody else's game. <laughs> invade their world. That yeah, that's rough. <laughs> what a strange thing that would be. 
Well, what do you what do you all think about the roadmap overall, though? I think this is kind of a nice split between last year and the year before. I I feel like I feel like they learned that the Q3 was a little it wasn't like terrible, but it, it there was a lot of good things that came out of it. But I did feel like there was an overall like drop off a little bit with some of the you know some of the activity. Maybe not reflected in the numbers, but like from a guild leading standpoint it did feel like q3 was very quiet and even some of q4 well i'd say like story wise the last couple years splitting up the story between quarters has left it really disjointed mm -hmm. whereas having all the story in one go it actually flowed and made sense yeah. Um, where it's either, I didn't, I don't know if I've even done the, um, what was the High Isle, the Galen. Q3, Galen. I don't know that I even finished that. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I think I did. I did, but it was so, just seems so like a separate story. I haven't yeah. finished And at the end, they're like, oh yeah, this is connected. And so... With Necrom, it was all one story. Um, so, I like that part of it. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I um, I'm, I am really excited to see how this uh, sort of roadmap goes for them. Because I really hope it's going to be good. And then it's nice that they're just doing other stuff like they're so focused with their old pattern on dungeons and story and now they're actually able to focus on a lot of quality of life if they're doing a new pvp system a new housing feature that it's a more well-rounded year mm -hmm. than just dungeons and story yeah repeating forever right For sure, for sure. Well, shall we talk about um, the actual uh, chapter, I guess, itself? The actual news? The <laughs> Instead actual of keep making crazy guesses. Crazy guesses? <laughs> crazy guesses. I suppose we can do it. When Should I have been the title of an to... episode. You might have to go soon. Do you want to talk about this real quick, or do you want to... Or, or... How's it looking for you? The Gold Road West Wheel? Yeah. We'll read that. We'll read that for sure. Alright. Explore West Wheeled. An ESO's upcoming Gold Coast Road chapter arriving June 3rd for PC and June 18th for Xbox and PlayStation. You can explore and quest within the West Wheeled zone, which introduces brand new locations, characters, challenges, rewards, and stories. If you're already familiar with Southeast Cyrodiil, this chapter allows you to explore the bountiful part of Tamriel for the first time. Why does it say southeast? Isn't that the west? What? Okay. Um, recently, strange happenings have thrown the region into turmoil, changing the landscape in bizarre ways and introducing new threats you'll have to contend with. In the southeast lies the gold... I'm pretty sure it's southwest. Uh, <laughs> rides the gold road, a temperate environment similar to that found on the Gold Coast. It's home to the region's capital, Skiddy Skingrod. 
the bustling center of the zone with lynch with and lynchpin for the Colovian Imperials who call the province home. Toward the southwest, you'll find Dawnwood, formerly under imperial control. This area is now home to the encroaching jungles of nearby Valenwood. There you'll discover a dense wilderness and the wood elf settlement of Vashabar. Even more alarming is the Wildburn, a dangerous area that separates Dawnwood from the Colovian Highlands and the Gold Road, comprised of sickened, magically twisted land and even more warped beasts. In the northwest, uh, in the northwest of Weald, northwest Weald, lies the Galovian Highlands, a mountainous region that is home to an imperial settlement and numerous ruins. Classic Galovian architecture inspired many of the zone structures. Although, as you explore its varied terrain, you'll also encounter many alien ruins that speak to an older heritage. These ruins are less spoiled than many other similar locations and show off structures and architectural pieces of alien culture never seen before. New challenges and rewards. While the land itself is changing, it is also under attack from a host of new unfamiliar foes, bringing all new dangers to Westfield adventurers. These challenges include new delves and public dungeons to explore, world bosses to face, and a bevy of standalone quests that tell stories unique to the zone. In addition, new world events called Mirror More Incursions set you and your fellow adventurers against waves of invading Daedra. Gold Road also introduces a 12-person tri trial, the Lucent Citadel, which has you and your band adventure into a long-forgotten Daedric vault. New bosses, mysteries, and rewards await. Speaking of rewards, if you venture into the zone, you'll find the Westfield is home to no shortage of new riches. This includes 10 item sets to wear, more antiquities to dig up, fun collectibles to unlock, and a host of achievements and titles to earn. Finally, Gold Road also introduces an entirely new type of reward collectible called Skill Styles, which provide visual changes to popular abilities and more planned for future updates. Wonders old and new await. That is a packed chapter. That was a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in a good way? <laughs> in a good way, I hope. Fingers crossed. Skill styles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do we want to touch on that here? Since well, I mean, yeah. I, I think that seems like the, uh, the, the good spot to do it. Go yep. for it. Isn't uh, that, yeah, go. Yes. yeah. So, uh, well, the skill styles are separate. Um, yep. It's, uh, are they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're... You're, oh. Uh, I don't remember the ones that they uh, specifically touched on, but essentially you're going to be able to change the colors of your abilities. Um, they... I wish I, I wish I could remember what they said, but um, they... Uh, but they said it'll be cosmetic things that you'll be able to earn through gameplay. Uh, as of right now, we don't know of any um, that are going to be through the crown store. Let's hope they stay that way. Um, and keep that a gameplay thing to incentivize playing. But um, yeah, so let's say, uh, just for example, I, I, mean, I don't know if this will be one that they change, but you call down your lightning storm. Lightning is generally blue. Uh, but you want to theme your character to where they're doing, uh, I don't know, some kind of 
you know, red theme, there might eventually be a red uh, color option for that same spell. Um, that's how I understood it. Yeah. Does, that, does that sound right to y'all? Yeah. I know they mentioned Wall of Elements and I think Beast Trap. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you could have your Wall of Elements be purple. What Zynode said. Um, and I feel like they said something else about it, too. Like, it might there might be some that are more than just color change. There might be some actual different effects, but don't quote me on that. Um, I don't remember them having different effects. Um, yeah. Cause this says um, it provides visual changes to popular abilities with more, um, planned for the future. Um, yeah, I think the, uh, describing the effects is part of the scribing. I think the scribing part is, um, where you get the changes in what what they do but um yeah, yeah this will yeah. be this will be its own thing it's not tied to skill lines um mm-hmm. where scribing is you know they've picked some skills uh, that they're well they've picked skill lines that they're adding an, a whole new skill into um the the one that they gave the example of was uh vault i think it was called in the bow skill line um mm-hmm. and it's like a jump back ability it doesn't uh, actually do anything other than, I guess, just jump you back a little bit uh, to start with. But then you have all these different modifications you can put on it. We can get more into that uh, in, in a minute because I think that other article probably has more info on that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this will just be these will just be style change things that you can do to help uh, with just customizing your character and in the in the, the theme that you have going for them. So. Uh, yeah, they so, showed they showed one or two, I think. But yeah, um, so the question, my question, how do you think you're going to earn them? I figured they'd be through primarily probably antiquities and achievements. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, probably so. Um, you'll probably you'll probably get access to some through you know various quest lines uh as you know that that when you complete the quest you complete an achievement um and then i think antiquities although i don't know it it seems like a whole lot of antiquities to go chase after if if that's how they do it um i don't know if that would necessarily be the most engaging way to get you to hunt them all down it depends on the person i guess but yeah um that's what i was wondering like it like you said like achievements and antiquity seems like the most obvious way but yeah if they're going to have that many it's yeah it seems like they'd have to come up with some other ways to unlock them and it sounds like i mean they're introducing this inscribing both they're introducing systems um so not just like here's a new style this is a whole new system so it's, it's another one of those things you know like tales of tribute where they were able to keep adding new decks um Mm-hmm. and antiquities they keep adding new leads but you know they said they're going to add more to both of these things so you know we may be able to completely um you know completely change the color of every one of our abilities at some point um yeah which would be cool gonna... you know yeah so there's gonna be a lot of stuff to find because mm-hmm. i'm i'm at you're gonna have to find fragments or whatever for scribing as well yeah i hope so, I, I hope we don't have to chase down too many fragments for each of these that's going to be a ton 
Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't well, surprise me if it's at least three because of the way that the. Well, I guess that's more scribing, like how it. Yeah. How it builds well, on top of each other. Well, yeah, scribing. That's what's crazy. Is you got the primary, secondary, and tertiary. Uh, augments. Augments. Yeah. But then there's multiple options for each of those. Yeah. So it's gonna be. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how we're going to acquire those. It's going to be um, rip vouchers never, because uh, mm -hmm. I know how much you love <laughs> uh, doing that right now. Mm. Uh, I, I love them I'm so kidding. much, I have a hard time making myself ever do them. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. and what about if it's, if it's going to be a skill line? Yeah. How yeah. could that tie into that? Skill or... line for the styles? for um scribing i mean they didn't say that i don't oh, know if it is you mean just the scribing piece itself piece like itself that, yeah um, yeah i didn't get the feeling that that was what that was going to be i guess we're, we're transitioning into the scribing stuff now. yeah we should uh <laughs> um, so get that pulled up um yeah i didn't get the i didn't get the impression that it was going to be a skill line um that yeah, they didn't say skills. that. That would be weird. Um, get a skill line to get new skills and other skill lines. That 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 would be awkward. Well, I'm just wondering because if it's you know, as you level up, you can you get the base one and then the first, second, third augment level of augments. Right. I mean, I don't know. They didn't say that, but I was just wondering if it will be a skill line. Well, but they're not all going to be available when this launches. So that means that the skill line would have to go back and, well, no, just, just unlock each new skill. I don't, I don't know. That, that yeah. seems that seems odd to try to think of it being connected to another skill line. Um, yeah. Well, I'm just thinking because, like antiquities, you know, it's a skill line. And then you can get better leads. Yep. So if there's a that, that you can, I, I don't know. I feel like it probably will be a skill line or something. You got to level up. Yep. Um. In order to unlock just because otherwise it's levels. just like w what you just unlock it and then you just find the stuff. Yeah. Which seems kind of unexciting. Yeah. Um. So, but I have a, th I have a, it might be kind of wall crazy, but it, it's sort of a theory, but maybe we should actually read their official, um, info on it before I get into that. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so, um, in the Elder Scrolls Gold Coast, Gold, Gold Road, oh my gosh. Um, it is on the Gold yep. Coast, that's yeah. correct. Um, you can unlock access to an all-new system, scribing. With scribing, you can manipulate the nature of magic itself by collecting. So see that, that right there? Um, you collect skills. Um, mm -hmm. And customizing special skills, granting you even more ways to tailor specific builds and play your way. When designing this new system, the team focused on improving opportunities for role play and choice for ESO's adventures by providing greater agency when it comes to selecting and adapting the skills that are right for them. What exactly does this mean for you and your characters? 
Scribing introduces grimoires, which are new types of skills for your existing skill lines. You can customize these grimoires beyond their basic functions, transforming them into exactly what you want on your action bar. For example, our new grimoire called Soul Touch allows you to pull soul magic from the core of your being and cast it at a nearby enemy or ally. You can customize Soul Touch by choosing its primary, secondary, and tertiary scripts. You could use the primary to create a damage shield for an ally, pull an enemy to you, or even change it to magic shock or physical damage. In addition, you could use the soul infusion secondary and, uh, to enable the ability to consume a soul gem and gain ultimate. Or you can use a recovery secondary to regain resources for a targeted ally. The above is just one example, but the scribing system will give you a ton of new ways to change your build and playstyle since you can unlock a host of grimoires and, script, and scripts at launch. Uh, to master the art of scribing, you'll need the go Gold Road chapter, <laughs> which grants access to a brand new quest line, so it's going to be tied to a quest. In this unique... Um, or maybe that's just the chapter. Anyway, in this unique story, ancient magic arising in the world attracts the attention of the Mages Guild, who send one of their best to investigate, working alongside a brave Knight of the Lamp, I love Lamp. You'll discover a mysterious new location and altar and discover the secrets of the mage who built it. Throughout the quest line, you'll learn how to scribe, gain a grimoire or two, and meet new friends along the way. Yeah, so you gotta unlock it through the quest line. Yep. So it's gonna okay. be like a antiquities quest line, but I think it's gonna be more story driven. I think it's gonna yeah, more like um uh Somerset, uh, I'm blanking. This is the Artem Sigic Order. Sigic. Sigic Order skill like line. Sigic skill line. Because the skill line leveled up as you did the quest. Mm -hmm. So it could be more like that as you progress through a quest line. Could be. It levels up. Oh, I hope not. That was the worst go fetch quest ever. Ugh. I wouldn't mind level, it as well, long as still story. As long as they don't do the same thing as the, yeah, or as long as they don't, yeah. Oof, Sigic. Oof. So here's yeah. the thing that I think is kind of interesting about this. It talks about it being a quest line. That tool in the one picture behind reminds me very much, almost of like the antiquarians. Like the telescope, yeah. Right? That that momentum. The lenses. The lens, but what's interesting is it has three levels, right? So my guess is those stand for the three variations that you get of that primary, secondary, tertiary, um, mm -hmm. as you go. I don't know how correct I am on that, but it looks like a tool, quote unquote, that you would use at the altar. So I wonder if it might be like a two-piece. Kind of like how antiquities is, right? You have the scrying and then you have the excavation. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you're going to have like scribing and whatever the other thing is that goes hand in hand with it. As part or something, two pieces in as part of that scribing yeah. system. So, yeah. I don't know. Mm. Um, and I, this is where that lamp comes in that was on the. Uh, the thing that was sent yeah. out because you're working with the order of or of of the lamp. order of the lamp night, night lamp. knights of the lamp knights of the lamp yeah yeah they love lamp too 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah. It talks about styling existing skills too. Yeah. Right? So, so it does um, say. Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, down there it says skill styles are color variation of popular abilities from various weapon, guild, and world skill lines. Yeah, Hoping so that is part of that system. That is going to be part of that system. So um, it's a new type of collectible. Yeah, it's, it's a collectible, and they said they've got more uh, planned beyond the uh, chapter as well. Mm-hmm. So here's here's my my theory. I think I mentioned this in our chat the other day too, um, or or maybe not. I don't know if I call it a theory as much of a. I wonder. I don't know. I guess that's a theory. Um, but what if this is uh, testing ground for them to go back and rework all of our existing skills? Because as it stands now, you have one ability with two morphs. And a lot of times, those morphs are kind of, you know, they tend to be like, this one's good and the other one, why bother? Especially with the hybridization Mm -hmm. they've done where, you know, there might be a stamina and a magic morph. It doesn't really matter which one you take other than the resource cost and whether or not you can... um, you can maintain your resources using, you know, a magical ability if you're primarily a stamina character, um, because it'll be just as powerful either way. Um, mm-hmm. This, you know, if, if this works, and you know, because a third morph. Well, third morph <laughs> or more. I mean, you have all these other things you can do now. Yeah. Um, instead of just having a morph of your ability, you'll be able to just, you know they'll be able to add completely new ways it makes balancing tricky um yeah but Mm -hmm. they're already going down that road anyway adding any amount of skills that you can do this with um and they did show a little bit of gameplay uh, uh with the the bow ability and so you shoot the ground with an arrow and and then jump backwards and they they talk about this as you know the initial effect doesn't really do anything so it sounds like cool you can jump backwards um, but then when you start adding things to it, you know, it might leave a poison AOE on the ground or, um, they even talked um, about having the ability to, uh, possibly put like a healing effect down. So now your bow abilities are going to have the option for healing, you know? Um, so, you know, if, if this works out and, and goes over well, I could definitely, I could definitely see them going back and touching other skills with this too. Hey, this this is a skill that maybe is not super useful to most people, so we just take it out and rework it this way. Yeah, it's kind of like a a way to ma- not mask. That's not the right word, but yeah, it is a way to go back and adjust it essentially without having to recode all of your skills, but also kind of recode all of your skills at the same time. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to do them all at one time. Right. Um, you know, but if, if this is going to be something they're going to... I mean, they said they were going to add to it, right? You know, yeah. they, they've got so many skills coming at launch uh, with more with more on the way. So, um, you know, is, is it going to just be one skill per skill line and then they're done with it? Or, you know is something that they might be potentially looking to uh, work into being the new method of all of our skills. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they're probably doing one per skill line. I think yeah. they're doing one per skill line 
with the release, and then they'll probably just add more at whatever rate they find as time goes on. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, probably more than I've looked forward to one particular aspect for a while. Um, because it, it's going to, you know, have potential to directly uh, impact what the game feels like as I play, you know? Um, yeah. I, I really look forward to seeing what, you know, Tails look like, but we've talked about that. Um, it's, it's not the thing I'm doing when I'm sitting at my TV. Um, cool system, but, you know, if I'm playing ESO, I'm running around and questing and fighting things and using abilities and doing something like this is going to have a huge impact, uh, potentially at least, on um, what gameplay feels like and, and how much we're able to really tailor um, tailor a build to what we want. Um, you know, as far as, and especially when you think of the armory system, I'm assuming that they'll, they'll work with that. Um, being able to really come I up with some think unique... about that. Yeah, I mean, I... I would I would assume that it would take that in. It takes into account curses and outfit outfit styles and everything else. So I assume it would factor those things in. Um, but you know, the build diversity could could see a big uh, big bump with this. You know, I'm I'm definitely not the best theory crafter, so I'm going to be interested to see what some of those folks that you know kind of make their living doing that stuff are going to come up with. It will definitely be um, fun to see. And I like the um, thought of maybe a little bit of a s accessibility change for people too, you know? Like people with visual things or just, just in general, maybe making certain skills possibly easier to see or customizing certain skills to a way that makes them feel um, excited to use that skill in combat uh, sure. versus you know, versus what some of the things are now. I do think it's pretty cool that they were kind of spinning it from like the RP perspective as well, because a lot of times when we talk PVE updates or when we talk, you know, not PVP updates for a while, but just talk the game in general, it's always like, here's stuff for the PVEers who are the questers, here's stuff for, you know, this certain group. And we know that there's a large RP community in this game, but they don't always get anything directly. Like they, they kind of, it, like take the other stuff that comes through PVE and whatnot, and that's kind of their their thing. But it's interesting to me, and I think it's kind of cool that they they called that out. That that was one of the reasons for going like, okay, this is why we want to also, you know, give these skills that can change color or do different things. And I I hope that they were thinking of accessibility as well when they took it into account, because I do think that. Um, the more accessible game companies start to make games for people who are differently abled, the more successful they're going to be because um, it, it puts it to a broader audience, you know? That is something that's been definitely uh, being improved on. And uh, I've noticed in the past year or so, especially, it's a big discussion about a lot of games I see coming out about all the different accessibility options. PlayStation mm -hmm. even has a whole controller they've put out um, that's designed for 
uh, accessibility options. It's kind of an odd looking controller, but uh, I love it. It's modular. You can take certain pieces out of the circle and exchange the button types and all that stuff. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, I haven't looked at it real close. I just I know I looked at it and I was like, I, I'm not sure how how exactly that works, but just the mm -hmm. fact that they're investing um, and giving the you know people that may have a need for that kind of stuff an option um, is is really cool. Um, and I see a lot of talk, you know, because I listen to, you know, game, you know, news and stuff like that periodically. Not like I used to, but, um, but that, that tends to be a pretty common subject that gets brought up is what kind of accessibility options games are coming with now. So, yeah, definitely cool. Whether or not that was intentional, um, I don't know, but intentional or not, it'll definitely be a, uh, a benefit, you know, even if that wasn't what they had in mind. So, yeah. All right, so before we leave the topic of scribing, I have some things to add. Um, ink isn't mentioned. If you watch any of the things that the people who got to do the press release did, the, there's a new resource, not a currency, a resource called ink. That's important to scribing. And it wasn't mentioned during the actual reveal or in this article. Um, so I'm curious how that's all going to work. We haven't been given any details except for it is important to the scribing process. And then, is this going to be one of those things where you have to, in the meta, if you have to like grind different lines and have other specific setups in order to push for those max scores, mm -hmm. or if you won't be allowed in trial groups without having a certain thing on a certain build, if this will add to those, or if is it going to stay a little more scaled back. So oh, that's, that's those are the things gonna... I'm curious about seeing in the future for the system. Yeah. yeah. I think that's going to depend more on the people running trials, which I can totally see. I can even see them being like, okay, you need to have your skills this color. You need to have your skills this color. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I hope it doesn't make it more gatekeeper Wow. I could see that happening. Hope not. The only I could see that happening skills. with the pets. When they add, I could see that when they add pets. If there's like an option for smaller pets and stuff, I could see that visual being required. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's always the main complaint is, oh my god, there's so many Daedroth and Flappy Birds. How can we see anything? Uh, hey, the, the amount of times I've tried to attack your Daedroth, uh, mm -mm, I don't even want to count. <laughs> The amount of times you tried to pick my torch bug. <laughs> Shut up. You don't even know. <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> my pink torchy butt out of this. <laughs> oh, I got a squirrel goodness. now. Oh. I unlocked the squirrel and Necrom for the public dungeons. You got so many, what is it, acorns or? Yeah. Yeah. Rot oak acorns or something. I almost yeah. I almost said something that would have sounded horrible on stream, so I decided <laughs> not to. <laughs> Thankfully I used the word acorns, that's what we'll leave it at. <laughs> Squirrel. So you know what something that uh something that I thought of with, with this and you just reminded me, Gwen, when you brought up the ink. Does, does some of the terminology 
sound sort of in line with the uh, Infinite Archive, Endless Art, whatever it's called now. Um, yeah. You know, what does a scribe do? Um, and, you know, that's all about, you know, knowledge and, you know, you need ink to put on parchment and grimoire. Is... Well, the person we're learning this from is from the Order of the Lamp. So it's probably more related in sense to that order and something we'll have to read on. Because I don't know anything about the Order of the Lamp yet. I need to read about them. Um, there's not a whole ton on them. Um, we just know they love lamp. <laughs> uh, hold, please. I have it. Um, they're basically... I'll, I'll talk about it really quick. It says, The Order of the Lamp, sometimes called Lamp Knights, are an order of knights that acted as protectors of the Mages' Guild. It was formed a year after the Mages' Guild itself was formed, as hired guards were not enough to protect the Guild in dangerous territories. Its members were organized under the pal uh, Palatinus, who was commanded directly by the Archmagister. They were given appropriate rights to certain services of the Mages' Guild. A knight's rank within the order approximated the individual's rank within the guild in terms of rights and privileges. The order only recruited those who had already demonstrated fighting skills and were in good standing with the Mages' Guild. A contingent of the order was led by Vanus Galarian to confront Mana Marco, and they participated in the resulting battle. After he became Archmagister, Hannibal Traven commanded the Order of the Lamp to arrest Magister Ulaceta Gracog of Orsinium for necromancy, but she escaped. The current status of the Order in the aftermath of the collapse of the Mages' Guild is unknown. Each chapter of the okay, Order so of the Lamp thing. is led by a Palatinus or a Master Palatinus. So, yeah, that's Daggerfall and... Um, it looks like there might be a book called Black Arts on Trial, as well as the origin of the Mages Guild. So, and Mana Marco, King of Worms. So there's some lore books that relate to that. Interesting. Yep. So, um... Yeah, so if you did happen to uh, not get a chance to watch uh, the reveal, uh, you can go do that. It is available. Um, it's so good. And we will post that in our show notes. Mm -hmm. um, so if you've made it to this point and you're like, man, I wish I'd have seen that, uh, just open up the uh, show notes in your uh, if you're listening on a podcast. Uh, if you're not, you can you can look it up. It's not hard to find. But if you're listening to the podcast, it'll be there. And um, yeah, you can go see see what we've been talking about and uh, kind of get a you know an idea of what what's coming and see some of the gameplay stuff they showed from uh, like the uh, the vault skill that they talked about with scribing and um, you know kind of some little just preview stuff of you know different they showed off little pieces of the zone right yeah yeah so I, I didn't actually get to watch uh i had it playing just so i could listen while i was like in my car um mm -hmm. so i couldn't really watch it um but uh yeah so you can go check that out um and uh, yeah it's gonna be uh, gonna be an interesting year for sure 
I got another note on scribing. Noted. Uh, I was looking at Zynode's website. It says, Grimoires will be the very core of a skill that doesn't change. There will be three slots per grimoire called scripts. Script slots will be primary, secondary, and tertiary. And ink is a reagent to change or scribe a skill. Mm. So... So it's gonna be something that's earnable. Yeah, sounds like it. Cool. I like that. The question is, where is it earnable? <laughs> and how? And how is it earnable? Ooh, um, that's the part I don't like because uh, we have Telvar. Oh, that's true. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, I think they also mentioned with uh, the vault skill having the option of uh, it doing something magic based. Um, I don't know. It, it just, you know, it, it, it makes me wonder how much they, they're really, you know, because hybridization has been a thing they've really been trying to, you know, work on um, somewhere. Uh, I don't remember where I heard this, but it was pointed out that. Um, it's something that they have stated they know they're not done with it and they are still working on it so it just it makes me wonder like they're taking a skill or a skill line like a bow that works off of stamina and they're going to give you the options to um, make some of those abilities magic um, you talk about the role play uh, element we already have <clears throat> of course it's crown store stuff but um, like the uh, the bound weapons you know you lean into, you know, I pull out my bound bow and fire off magical arrows. Um, you know, are they are they working towards trying to be able to really, you know, anyway. We don't have enough information yet, but. Yeah, so yeah. he has, Zynode also has a screenshot of the vault grimoire. And there's three drop-down menus for primary, secondary, tertiary. Primary, so it's physical, venom, fire, bleed, immobilize, restoration, taunt. Secondary, restoration over time, snare, recovery, mobility, hawkeye, damage over time, defiance. Tertiary, force, savagery and prophecy, expedition, vulnerability, maim, lifesteal, evasion, off balance. Okay. Okay. Which makes me wonder Bo-tank. if yep. you just have to earn those different ones and then they can apply to any of the grimoire versus earning the individual ones per grimoire. That seems like it could be, or that would make sense potentially then. It would make sense for so that you're not collecting... 800. 800 million. Yeah. Per skill line. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can or see that's, it being like that. Or that's where the ink comes in. Yeah. Could be that as well. Yeah, I heard taunt, immobilize, vulnerability. Mm hmm. Yeah. So it's like tertiary is going to be buffs or debuffs. Mm hmm. Yeah, we're going to have, uh, there's going to be some, some bow tank builds. Mm hmm. Interesting. Yep. That used to be a thing, though. Yeah. When I first started this game, that was a thing. 
One of my friends used to run Volley and Caltrops on his tank, which was very interesting because with the animation canceling, you could like puncture Volley Caltrops within a matter of like one or two animations. Mm-hmm. Which was very interesting. Yeah, but um, Volley didn't really have any utility as a tank, did it? I mean, no, just extra damage. Right. So now, now you're going to be able to use that bow to have actual, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> function of you know what a tank does. Yeah. You know, use my use my bow as a as a taunt. That right. could be that could be fun. Be, I was just thinking with like, uh, with a two hander, like vault back and then charge back in again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be cool. Yep, I had a I had a setup that that did similar something similar to that in a, uh, another MMO I used to play. Uh, I'd jump in, do a bunch of damage, and then jump back out. And uh, so, yeah, same thing. You could jump, you could charge in, uh, get a bunch of uh, effects going, and then get back out of harm's way. Yeah, that it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I, I look forward to seeing that. Um, like I said I think that's probably that system might be the thing I've been most excited about uh, in the last several years as far as new systems go. Yeah. We'll have to see. Um, one other quick thing before we move on really fast. Uh, did you at least get to watch the cinematic? Uh, yeah. I think so. I, I think I caught most of that. So... I don't know about you all, but seeing all three of the heroes together again made me, like, giddy. <laughs> I Like, <laughs> it was so cool to see all three of them, you know, working together. It was basically that kind of full circle I thought was pretty cool. Um, there's some stuff in the cinematic, too, that from a lore perspective, I cannot wait to find out about. I cannot wait to find out about whatever that staff or relic or yeah. whatever it is that they're holding um, that they that um, Torvzard and Athelia get a hold of. Like, I want to know what that is. I want to know the mirror, the mirror more and that whole, you know... <laughs> kind of like motif of mirrors and glass uh i want to know more about that like i there's just some really cool things that happen in that particular um cinematic that i think once we get the chapter obviously hopefully we'll we'll know more about but there's a lot of speculation i think and the fact that the statue is holding that in one hand basically um, but it's much shorter and it has like these threads coming off of it is super cool. So yeah, I don't know. Thoughts, speculations. What'd you think? I did laugh that the Nord is basically the one that kind of like messed it up because <laughs> he's just he's a big brute. <laughs> he said, oops. Uh... And then he gets mad at the, uh, when he pulls him back up and lets go of the staff. Yeah. Like, Why'd you do that? Yeah. <laughs> so good. It's like, sorry, I should have dropped you. Yeah, I guess I'll drop you next time, buddy. <laughs> then it's the two banners war. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to ask about that yeah. really quick before we kind of moved on because the cinematics yeah. are so notable. Like they are such a mm-hmm. um an integral part of the chapter announcements and the chapter releases every year that we had to at least touch on it before before we go on. Yeah. Um, and it's been cool to see how they've changed over time, you know. So I just want them to make a full length movie. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I could literally watch hours with those three <laughs> and be just perfectly happy. Yeah. It's another topic, but it's kind of something to think about is just the how the what they're gonna do with the storyline and how it will relate to the rest of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Because we're in the past. Yep. So it's gonna she be gonna get forgotten again? <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. Just because it would be just... I think Okay, so I think she will. Um, she seems like she's a plot device to explain ESO as an MMO and how you can play in any order. Ooh, that would... I, I figured something to that effect would come out of this. Yeah. But whether or not they go... Because I don't think they will. But go, oh, this is a different thread of fate. Mm. You know, like that this on is one something... hand would be slightly disappointing, but on the other yeah. hand, it's like okay. But I on the it. other, like yeah, the dragon break thing. But on the other hand, I don't want to just be like, okay, problem solved. <laughs> Nobody knows about her, and that's why she's not in the war. You know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But... Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I mean, it's. It's been assumed that there have, well, I can't even say it's been assumed that there are other princes, but I always kind of thought with the way that the realms of oblivion worked and the way that the Daedric princes worked and like, look at, you know, Shagorath, for example, with his counterparts with Jigalag and all of that stuff. Um, It's highly possible that there's tons of other potential princes that nobody would know about. Theoretically, I would guess. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't Perhaps. know. I'm on the fence. I haven't finished Necrom. I've got to get to it. I'm almost there. Do I have it. like three, three quests left. So I'm talking about all of this without having any actual knowledge <laughs> other than what we've seen in the, in the trailer <laughs> and in the teasers. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. spouting off, uh, you know, without actually knowing. But yeah, I don't know. I think from a lore perspective, that is the nice thing about Elder Scrolls is that they can do stuff like this. Like, what do you, what do you think that pitch was like in the meeting? <laughs> so, what okay. A new Daedric Prince. Just listen to us before you say anything. <laughs> Hear us out, Bethesda. New yeah. Daedric Prince nobody knows about. Go. <laughs> and yeah, and that's why I'm like the. However, they sum this up has got to be pretty good for it to get past yeah. that process. I feel like, like okay, you need a good way out of this. You can't just have some lame. Okay, problem solved. Da, 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 da. Like, there's there's gonna be a good way to explain it in order for them to be allowed to do this. I but, think so. 
So, yeah. you know, Bethesda uh, makes money off of this, right? Sure. Um, so, it's in their interest for the game to keep releasing content, right? Sure. So, mm-hmm. we know that Zenimax is working on things, what is it, like a year ahead? Yeah, essentially. So, you talked about the pitch meeting. Perhaps they went in and they said, okay, guys... Todd, um, sir, uh, it's what we've been working on for a year, and now we've got to you know go ahead and start promoting it. Uh, we, we've kind of been working on two different things side by side, so we're going to let you pick which which thing <laughs> that uh, <laughs> that we do this year, uh, and you have to pick one of these two, or we're we're not going to be able to release any content, and make any money. Um, yeah. So here you go, one of two things. You, we, we have this new Daedric Prince that you've never talked about in any of your games before. And, then, and then you, you start seeing the, the looks on, on you know, Todd's face. is like, mmm. And they go, or Dwimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she is Dwimmer. <laughs> Maybe she is yeah. the reason why we don't know about the Dwimmer. Yeah. <laughs> Dwimmer actually Daedra. <laughs> How's that for a mind meld? That would be something. Yeah, they wherever wherever it was that she went, where they're at. She knows where the heart yeah. of Lorcan is. <laughs> um, and they have said though that, that like their roadmap and like their ideas for their plans for the future is like several years out. Yeah. But what they're like yeah. actually working on is is usually yeah yeah. But I can't remember. I saw it was some interview, and they were talking about like from very early on they had plans for yeah. you know what we're experiencing now. So yeah, that's why I always love when you're like at an event, like like for example, being at Vegas and people bringing things up that are things that we have now seen, right? And they just stone cold just kind of look at you like. Yeah, well, you know, that would be pretty great. <laughs> like, all the meanwhile being like, little do you know what we have in our back pocket waiting. Yeah, it's coming. It's but like we're not going to tell you. <laughs> me laughing when Gwen brought up Dark Brotherhood stuff in Vegas. And I was like, I swear, if we get Dark Brotherhood stuff, I'm going to point at you and go like, were they were they like Rich oh, has no. a really good poker face. Rich has a really good poker face. Like really good. <laughs> gonna put all that of, out on there. It, honestly, really all of them do. Face. All of them have good poker faces. I know, but I was or, impressed with Rich's poker face. Or like, that I love was worth that, noting. Yeah, or I love that they'll be like Yeah. That would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> 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 or like or like Wait till you see what we've been working on, and you just go, oh, oh no, oh. <laughs> oh you go, man. oh no. Can you, and I give, just me, go, can you give me? Can you give me? Can you give me anything else? No. Okay. <laughs> nope. Oh, I'm just just enough to let you here. suffer. <laughs> I'm just gonna wait here and see. Yeah. So I can only yeah. imagine what it's like to be a dev who has to like be in the moment working on a current release but also have to be like a year ahead in your brain Mm -hmm. like when you're dealing with social media and you're dealing with you know stream team and you're dealing with being on people's shows and you're dealing with all of these different things and then 
yeah, I'm talking about what's releasing in 2024, but I already know about 2025 because guess what? We've already started it and I have to not <laughs> say anything or screw up or, you know, I mean, I get a little bit of that in my yeah. daily job too, but not nearly probably to the extreme that they do. So I just stand back sometimes and marvel at the fact that they all keep it together as as well as they do and like the community managers too who are writing patch notes for things that are you know probably a year behind what they've been talking about in meetings <laughs> like just it astounds me so it probably helps that they uh they generally have different leads each year right mm, yeah they do they have different zone leads and different um you know writing leads and they rotate through but you know even so i mean yeah I'm sure that that does make a difference, but it, when you're thinking about the overarching kind of people that you see that are the face of it a lot, like Rich and Finn right. and, you know, those people who have their fingers in probably everything all at the same time, right. like kind of dabbling in, in everything, and the and the lore master, Zanki, and, you know, all of those people, um, I'm sure that it that it can get a bit, like, their brains sometimes are probably like, okay okay <laughs> but you know i they're just really good at their jobs that's basically what this was saying they're really good at their jobs and i commend them <laughs> wow well guys we're is uh, it time for murder hobos <laughs> we haven't even done that more. Was so much i know i was so that much was so much i mean we can skip we can skip okay. lore Oh yeah! All of a sudden, the lore just disappears off the page. It's like, ah! <laughs> no, no, we love lore. Don't get us wrong. We don't want to skip lore all the time. But tonight, we've talked about a lot. So yeah, it's been a big and, show. and we're gonna have time. We just had a lot of releases, which means it might be quiet a little bit, you know, for a couple weeks. So we can always throw the lore in there. Yeah. No more murder hobos. Yes. No more murder hobos. Uh, if you don't know what a murder hobo is, a murder hobo is someone who just uh, kills things and uh, takes money. Uh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and we're not going to do that. We're going we're gonna to try, uh, if you want, you don't have to, but it, you can actually, uh, we're going to try to expand on a little bit of things. And this week... Uh, the questions are, so we're going to start with not everyone got one of those physical letters with the little mirror piece in it and the letter saying like, hey, help me, right? But we all are going to have to do the prologue. So your character got this letter. Uh, what would they make of the piece? And would they go help? Or are they sick of uh, end of world Tamriel and just like fine, let it burn in oblivion. I don't care anymore. Uh, new, we can expand on this by which piece did they get? You can choose. What piece did your character get in their letter, and who would they go to to help decipher the piece based on which piece they got? Interesting. And those are your questions for the week. Mm. Those are good ones. Mm. 
I think I would take the leaves to uh, the wood elves and be like, hey, where are these from? <laughs> what tree did this fall from? <laughs> For sure. Ooh, ooh. Um, uh, Bastion's old caretaker, who, uh, the wood elf who knows that area of Grotwood better than anybody. I, I, here, here, I'm going to take these leaves to to uh, to her and let her tell me where they're from. Ooh. I don't know. I'm just brainstorming off the top of my head. Cool stuff. Yeah. This is um. This is this has been a beast. <laughs> we're, but in uh, a good way. Yeah, we're we're over two hours. And that's pre-show included, but it's a uh, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of I stuff. Know, well, there's a lot here. of stuff. And there's all four of us. Correct. Yeah. Through the whole show. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited. 25 <laughs> to 50% more dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. 50% <laughs> more opinions. 25% more opinions. Nice. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I'm glad everybody got to be mm-hmm. here, though. This is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, so that's gonna wrap us up for this week, right? And we don't, we want to go ahead and save this other stuff for another time. Sure. <laughs> we did that last week, guys. We don't intend to do that. Just so you know, we we don't intend to to tease you with, uh, you know, lore stuff and then and then have to cut it out. It's just the way that recording live goes. We don't have a, you know, a script to follow. We have notes to talk about, but. Um, but sometimes we we realize that you know maybe you don't want to listen to a four and a half hour long episode and we don't have that kind of time it's Um, okay they still got some lore we talked about the order of a lamp and we also talked about the gold road and its actual location so it's a-okay yeah Mm -hmm, mm um but yeah i think we're gonna wrap up for the evening um it's been fun um so before we go uh guild announcements Somebody want to take us through those? What can they do in our guild? Be amazing. There are fun days with Moki, fishing, Cyrodiil, or some sort of other crazy that ends up happening. On Tuesdays, there's Treacherous Tuesdays. This is a non-structured kind of get your group together, uh, focus on a dungeon. It could be any dungeon. You could do the dailies, whatever. Uh, And then Fearless Friday with Arthuria Dragoon. This is an undaunted. 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 Are undaunted. Undaunted. Amazing. I felt like there was twenty five percent less of us there. <laughs> there was twenty five percent less. Twenty five percent of us is muted. <laughs> oh no! We have to do it again. Undaunted. 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 We are. We are undaunted. And then there's currently a uh, pilgrimage of the Vec going on, if you like the Vec. So Vivek Lessons Pilgrimage on the 28th at noon EST, uh, part of the Lore Tavern for the month of January. You can join on Twitch, or uh, you can also follow along on that pilgrimaging game, correct? Yeah, so um, really quick, essentially what we're doing is we are going and picking up the books 
um, of the Vivek lessons, and then we stop or read it, discuss it really quick, and then move on to the next book. So it's also a great way to actually pick up the lore books in-game as well. Um, the plan before the 28th at some point is to try and do a quick catch-up of picking up those first eight books. Um, and then we are going to post a um, summary. I have a nice summary of each of the first eight sermons um, from one of our guild members um, to be able to have people catch up if they'd like to do that. Even if you don't like Vivek, it's interesting to go through the lessons just from the lore perspective because there is so much lore that, that ties to them. Um, and it makes your brain work. It's very interesting. I was going to say, it should be a, should be a quick, quick run. It's easy reading so mm, yeah yeah it's very easy it's not hard to understand at all. it's so funny because i went back and read the summaries and i was like wow oh, wow that makes so much more sense when i look at it this way anyway but uh yeah join us for that it's been a fun thing it's been a multi-platform guild event for the lore seekers so um we're hoping to stream that one over on the lore seekers eso on twitch um so hopefully you can uh head over there and join us when we do that as well very cool if you um, want to catch up with us through social media you can head over to the platform formerly known as Twitter um, and you can reach us through that at snug podcast uh, Sasquatch can they reach us on email if they're old apparently <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember the origins of that. <laughs> Is that you? It's been a while since we've made that. It's joke. part of our own uh, lore. Snugpod lore. Snugpod lore. It's canon. It's canon. Uh, yeah. Not legend. Isn't going to be shot through a canon? Oh. Oh my. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the day I actually get to meet you in person, Glenn. I think it's going to be a. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. I hope I'm there for that. What what has she got in store? <laughs> a little pocket cannon, uh, so you know. <laughs> oh, um yes, yes it can. Snugpodcast at gmail dot com. After all of that we finally got to the email address. <laughs> it does exist. <laughs> yep. And, if, and, and we've gotten some good questions through that a few times. Um, so I mean, you can send us one of those. I'll get my mother-in-law to read it for me. And, oh, uh... my Lord. <laughs> bye, Azura. Bye, Azura. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're listening to us tonight uh, or, or at any time and actually would like to uh, catch up with us live, um, follow along. Uh, you can do so by going to twitch.tv slash snugpodcast or just search snugpodcast on YouTube. You can find the uh, videos there. And you uh, can also, if you're watching live or watching a video in the future, uh, listen to us through your podcast app of choice. Um, so either way you choose to join us is appreciated. Uh, we do this for fun. It's, um, you know, so uh, it's cool to have anybody come and hang out and uh, let us know that, you know, we're not only are we entertaining ourselves, hopefully we're giving you guys something to look forward to as well. But uh, until then, until next week, uh, hopefully we should be back and um, maybe we'll get to an official lore thing in our notes. Maybe we won't. But 
until then, it's uh, been fun. We'll catch you next time. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. And have a good week. Bye. Bye. Sleep well, Tamriel. They're so yummy. So before I came to the snug pod, I was like, there'd better be sweet rolls left out. And yes! I'm so pleased to find sweet rolls <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> you can't go on a journey without food. That's right. Oh my gosh. Sasquatch, have you ever seen the Fargrave sweet rolls? I, I think so. They're like different They're color like... icing. They and they glow. Can, are they a furnishing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so... I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I wish that was on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sasquatch <laughs> misses 30 minutes of the show because he's too busy buying and placing some well, do you remember? I think still in my Kelson Rune house, I think that table is still up there with the sweet rolls and the bread because I've never moved it from when you and I did that.